0: hello and welcome to the coach mark in manila podcast i hope you're well wherever you're listening to me this is a great opportunity right now for the world to enjoy in a little bit of entertainment uh, considering we are heading towards quite quickly the world cup okay um, all of us i'm sure um, are aware of this fact in one way or the other even if you don't like football or soccer as it's known in american english um it's something of a bit of a uh, controversial discussion between um, British English people and American English uh, speakers when we speak about soccer and football. So today I thought I'd get a little bit topical. Um, the idea here is to give you a few interesting tidbits, it's a lovely, lovely expression, you can look that one up, about the actual uh, FIFA World Cup. A short history of it, okay. and as I've got lots of uh, clients and students now um, from the United Arab Emirates um, and surrounding areas, and this is going to be a topical conversation, I'm sure, uh, for you more than the, perhaps the rest of the world, uh, love it or hate it, um, and it may be helpful to listen to some vocabs that you can use in conjunction to chatting about the sport itself. Um, and the World Cup. So let's have a little a dive into the FIFA World Cup, shall we? So um, obviously, every four years, the FIFA World Cup takes place. Um, and it, it, it obviously is an international event. It's a great opportunity for people from all around the world, uh, from all walks of life to come together and just, you know, yeah, celebrate a little bit and enjoy a bit of entertainment. And of course, I think the world really does need something uh, pleasant <laughs> to focus on um in considering everything that we have gone through in the last certainly the last three or so years um and when we look at the pandemic and then we consider very sadly the events that are still affecting the world um russia ukraine war so many other pressures inflationary pressures worldwide um it is just staggering what what we are all going through at the moment um but that's uh, that's not to say that we can't enjoy a little bit of downtime here and there where we can find it i think it's highly important and i believe um it's essential for our psychological health to get through these things and the psychological health as i well know does impact on your physical health too so if you feel that uh, the two are separate think again Um, It's another area that I specialize in, and I'm writing about at the moment, um, about how the psychological aspects of your life can really impact on your physical health as well. So um, watch out for that one coming soon. So the FIFA World Cup, how did it start? Well, uh, if you think about it, it uh, it came from my country, okay? So I apologize if you hate football, it came from my country, so sorry about that. And if you love it, then yeah. I wasn't personally responsible though so 1863 uh, the football association or the fa as its commonly known was formed in london in england and um we created the game's first rules okay the official rules clearly soccer's been played for hundreds of years um but it was only in 1863 when we, we formalized it okay and so soccer or football okay was created that's when it it was i suppose born um when you think about it there came a need for an international soccer i suppose governing body um, and what happened originally there was uh, FIFA or the Federation Internationale de Football Association now that wasn't a very good French accent but FIFA was founded in Paris and um, by soccer associations um, they were founded from seven different countries so Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Denmark, France clearly, um, Belgium and the Netherlands um, and that was way back as I say in 1904. And then in 1908, um, football was added as an official sport of the Olympic Games, okay. And at that particular moment, it was pretty much the top football tournament in the world that was available in 1908. And then as the years progressed, um, many different soccer and football associations from all over the world joined in with FIFA. Um, and it was then um, a person called George Remain. okay. He was the president of FIFA. In the 1920s he thought of organizing some sort of international tournament outside of the olympics this is when this this really this brainchild came into existence brainchild literally means like if you can imagine like uh, having an idea born in your head so we call it a brainchild okay um, now uh, the first official world cup was held in uruguay in 1930 there were 13 teams That's one three seven were from south america two from north america uh, four from europe and Uruguay just happened to be the winner and um, we often see this so this is going to be interesting all right um, all of my um lovely students from um, the uae uh, often we find that the host country does have an advantage and often ends up winning the tournament not always but frequently that happens um 21 world cups have now been held in 17 countries um Obviously, um, it has been held every four years, except 1942 and 1946, it was cancelled because of World War II. Um, And then we come forward to today in Qatar, okay, so 2022 Qatar World Cup, that's going to start November the 20th, so not long now, okay, 10 more days or thereabouts. Um, it's going to be the first in the Middle East, which I think is fantastic, and I'm really excited about just everything that's happening in the Middle East. As I say, I've got lots of students and clients now there. Um, I've got a passion for your region um, and the culture, and just in general, I, I'm loving. I'm loving actually learning so much. You're teaching me probably just as much as I hopefully am teaching you. So thank you for that. Um, so yeah, 2022, uh, 32 teams take part in each World Cup and um, it's a fantastic opportunity for the world to come together um, in Qatar and if you're lucky enough to get yourself there then I'm hoping you will have an amazing time I'm sure you will Um, so there's a brief history of the World Cup now let me just ask you a few things let's let's sort of look at some of the vocabs that I've used here so I'm just going to pull a few out here so if we talk about um, words such as variation that's a nice word variation It means a change or slightly difference in amount or condition, something quite unique or varied. So we might say there are many variations of English accents, okay? Um, Or perhaps um, we could say that um, American football, okay, that's the one where you have to wear a big helmet and throw yourself around on a field chasing a football and grabbing it, started out as a US variation of soccer, okay? Um, The other word governing, now, if we've got a governing body, Okay, Um, then a governing body. Governing means able to make important decisions about a country, an organization. So it comes from obviously government. Okay, so governing, governing. Okay, and then we got government. Okay, government. If you listen to how I pronounce it, again, Arabic speakers, we don't break it down, just government. Okay, not government. Okay, we don't break it down. So listen out for that. Prestigious. Now, Prestigious. Okay. Again, Arabic speakers, Chinese speakers, you have a tendency to want to chunk that down into syllables. Don't do it. So it's not prestigious, okay? Prestigious, okay? It's not none of those versions or variations. There you go. It's prestigious. Prestigious. Run them all together, please, okay? Prestigious, having high status and greatly respected or admired, okay? So a prestigious tournament in Qatar, all right? Tournament, again, what is a tournament? It's a series of contests, so it's a competition, okay. You can say it's a tournament, a contest, a competition. All right, um, a series of contests between a number of people or teams that will carry on until there is a final overall winner. An overall winner. Now, let's just talk about overall. Overalls are also things that you wear sometimes to stop your clothes from getting messy if you're painting and decorating your house. Alright, so this is really confusing in English, I apologize for my language, there are some crazy words that mean the same thing and sound the same um, sometimes and don't mean the same and it gets very confusing, but this one, overall, in this context, an overall winner does not mean that you've won a a nice covering to wear to decorate your house, (laughs) it means the final, the total, the last, permanent, this is the winner, you get to lift the cup, alright? the overall result the overall conclusion from our meeting the final overwhelming overarching that's another nice word an overarching decision means literally the top word all right so my boss's decision was the overarching opinion right okay so um there's some nice vocabs for you there. Try to have a play with these vocabs, please. Try today in your, perhaps your conversations, to put variation in. We'd like to to variate the contracts, okay? Or we'd like to um, give you a different variation of our software to try, right? Um, you know, prestigious, um, you're a prestigious client of ours. We don't want to lose you. Please, let's see what we can do, okay? Um, I'm not sure how you're going to bring tournament into your conversation. Maybe just chat with somebody about the football, the World Cup, right? Okay, so are you excited about the tournament? Okay, so have a go at practicing it. Now, let me ask you a few questions about what you've heard here. Can you remember when FIFA was formed? <laughs> okay, can you remember when FIFA was formed? Were you listening? I don't know. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't, okay? So these are the sorts of things. 1904, if you're not sure, FIFA was formed in 1904. Okay. Um, And can you remember where was the first FIFA World Cup ever held? So this is a really good test of your listening skills. Were you really listening actively to me? Were you taking notes or were you just letting this wash over you while you're sat there on your commute? Hello, you, if you're sat on your commute listening to me. (laughs) Oh yeah, it's okay, don't worry. I'm, I'm not, I haven't got a secret camera um so yeah okay so the first one was held in uruguay okay 1930 with 13 teams okay so slightly smaller than it is today how many countries have hosted the world cup everybody can we remember do we care (laughs) i don't know how many come on how many how many if you think about it this is a trick question right because you'd have had to listen to what i said earlier So, part of what I said earlier was that 21 World Cups have been held in 17 countries. Okay, so we know that it's got to be 21. Actually, no, it's not 21. Sorry, that's my error now. Okay, it's 17, right? Okay, 21 World Cups have been held, but clearly they've been repeated in some countries. All right, so here, even native English speakers do make mistakes. All right, okay, so it's good for you to double check. This is why I say, if you're not sure, go back and listen through or look at your notes. Take notes, okay? Take notes. Um, And even when you take notes, refer back to them. Because, you know, we could be talking about lots of things. Get distracted like I did there. And then our notes are like, oh, actually, hang on a minute. Okay, that isn't quite right. Okay? And you just do what I did there. Say, ah, no, actually, that's not right. Even I make mistakes. Okay, and you go back to it. So look what I've done there. And this is why I leave errors sometimes in my podcast don't think it's helpful for you or anybody else or me to not hear those and cut them out. Some podcast hosts will cut and edit their podcast. So you think that they sound like a native speaker, perfect, no pauses, no errors, no mispronunciations, and I leave them on purpose, mainly because I want you and my students to understand there's no such thing as a perfect native speaking pattern or style. Okay, You're holding yourselves up to an impossible standard that really doesn't even this all right and i am a big big fan of keeping that very real so um, this is what you do you correct it like i did you go back and then you laugh about it and you move forward again if you're in a meeting that's exactly what you would have done okay um, have a think yourself after this uh podcast here's your challenge for today perhaps using the words that i gave you and looking at some of the vocabs try to speak out loud for a few minutes and answer some of these questions what do you know what do you know about the history of your favorite sport okay um and do you still play that sport are you interested in it now for when you were younger or not okay um what team sports do you think are most popular um in your country so and try to compare them to other countries do you think that that's the same in other countries for example or not okay um and if you could go back to your childhood and learn any sport would you still do the same sport or would you want to have tried something different and what do you want to do these days? It doesn't have to just be when you're a child. You can learn a new sport at any age, right? Okay, so here's some little thoughts for you today. I hope you found that topical. Let me know if you find these types of conversation helpful. I'm trying to do a variety of things to assist you in all areas. Because remember, speaking advanced English isn't just about business, 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 or IELTS all the time. It's about being able to make small talk general conversations if you're at a business conference or a meeting and you're waiting for the coffee or the next breakout session you're going to be stood around within a room full of people and it's a good way to break the ice and not feel so awkward yeah breaking the ice is another lovely lovely idiom again simply means get the conversation started get to know people and the way you can do that for example is using topical news events okay Uh, some of them are better than others clearly others are controversial best to stay away from those really um to break the ice you want to be able to use it to just generally chat and then you can move on so for example if you were waiting um in in one of the saudi areas or um you know related areas there in the rest of um the middle east you were having a conference there perhaps um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi and you might say, you might say, oh, are you going to, are you gonna go hop across the Qatar, to the World Cup and have a chat about that? Okay. So these are good things for you to learn and this is why I'm putting them into my podcast. So let me know if you find them of help. Um, clearly I can see the listener ratings. So some of these podcasters are really taking off and on fire. Um, but message me, alright, drop me a line on Telegram, all my details are down below, sign up to my newsletter, don't forget, please 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 don't forget to do that, subscribe here and on my YouTube, and I wish you all the very best of luck, see you soon. Hello everybody, and sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to mention a few things that can help you, alright? So I want to help as many of you as possible, you can get a free 30 minute check of your English level, your OET, IELTS, or any other things that you're trying to achieve here with me. If you're trying to pass your interviews, maybe you're attempting to get a job overseas. You would like to know how you're sounding and what a native speaker really would say about your responses in an interview or an IELTS or OET test, for example. Um, Check out that at eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. If you're looking more for career and immigration coaching and would like to discuss your plans, and you can hit me up over at initial-impact.com. But both of those sites, the links take you to the same end result, which is a booking page for 30 minutes free of charge to book your session, time and date you pick, on Zoom. Also, if you're doing IELTS and OET and you would like help with your written or speaking tasks too and you don't or can't have time to book the session with me in person on a live call, which, again, I can do. You can get live one-to-one coaching on Zoom anyway